Check this out. Yes, okay. I, I don't let us hijack your show. We'll do no, it. No, 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 no. Never, never that. Never that. I'm too black and sexy for that. So check this out. Recently, you know that uh, Jeffrey Tubin on CNN, he's a writer or editor for the New Yorker magazine, uh, got hemmed up during a Zoom call for uh, apparently... Uh, <clears throat> Oh, I, oh, I heard about this shit. Having what's supposed to be alone time in in a public in a public setting, and you know me, I, in my in my day job, in my other life, I'm an IT professional. So you know, I made sure that all of my security updates were gone. I made sure that every single audio thing, was, <laughs> <laughs> audio apparatus on we my device no were locked down. I made like sure it. all my cameras were safe. <laughs> Because I like I'd be, be, be goddamned if I get tubing out this motherfucker. I, I love, <laughs> hey, Big O, what I love about that man is how just how honest and vulnerable you being about how much you jerk off in your studio. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, because we as men, as black men, need to be more oh, open. Oh, 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 and vulnerable. Oh, yeah. that. I, that a long I'm, time. I'm, you know I'm, what I'm saying? Mom, hold on. My mama Real talk. Show my guy. Don't do that to me. Okay? Don't Real talk that. right there, bro. I felt what you right I'm, there, bro. What I'm telling you is that... At any time, I could be walking in this butt ass naked during a Zoom meeting. Nobody knows right, what's going we'll on, and I would hate, hate to get tubing. Okay, See, I, I, didn't make, a, I, I didn't need that. I didn't need it, man. I, I didn't need the butt naked. I didn't need the butt. The butt Dude, naked you just talked about me beating my meat right now. What is this? Dude? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you naked for? My kid, my uh, my son, my twelve-year-old Langston, does his school from my room, and uh, cause I got a desk in there, and I be out in the garage. I'm out here doing my job. So he oh, be in there. Twelve. Langston is twelve, motherfucking years old, bro. No, he's yeah. not. Yeah, cause I could have sworn. Hold up, I could have sworn my son was older than Langston. My Usually, son, he, everybody he, is... he just he just turned eleven. Oh no 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 no! Your son might be bigger than Langston. That's very possible because he take off to his elf like mama. He very small. He's small for his age. Uh, what and uh, but the other one, my five year old, he big for his age. So I don't know. You know, it's just like one of them things. No, it's gonna balance out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, you know, five, when, when when I met your five year old the first time, he looked like he should have been paying rent. So and that was four years ago. See, he's, see? A, big, he's a big ass. See? He's a big ass no, kid for his age. That's a big boy, and yeah, he ain't got no smaller. Um. 
But yeah, uh, no, Langston, twelve year old, and he do his schooling from his from his room, and he got the laptop open, and I be coming back in the room to change my clothes and you know get stuff out the room or whatever. And I'm like, are are your friends watching my balls? Like, what is happening right now? Do you put me on? Like, are you trying to set you up like Mary and Barry out this motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I going to jail for child? Endangerment, reckless assault. Like, tell me, what is the rules? Y'all got to be in my house. What's the rules in my house of me walking around naked while you in school? I just—that's all I'm saying. That's all. My guy, I'm trying to tell. I tell everybody, man. All the cameras, all the mics off on a consistent basis because you never know. And I'm like, like Al said, man. I've been doing this telework or remote thing. Even if you haven't done that, you've at least done some of these Zoom meetings and some of these folks. Have been at home while that's going on, man. And yeah, man. But Tubin sounds like. But you know the the whole thing about Tubin's situation is that, given the way it's broken down, it seems as though he's done this before. And I don't that's mean necessarily just exposing himself because people want to say that he did it to be malicious or whatever. I, yeah. There was a woman that's a colleague of his from the New Yorker magazine that said that recently came out and said. Nah, he wasn't aware that he, you can honestly tell that he wasn't aware that the mic was on or that the camera was on. And for him to have felt that comfortable means maybe he did it before and got away with it. And this time he just, he just got set up. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know what? I feel the only part of this that I feel really bad about is that, and look, I agree to be real, real with you. Um, pandemic rules is different from other rules. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like real talk, it's different. And I'm just like, how sad must this man be to have to beat off multiple times a day between me? Like, how sad are these meetings that in the middle of the meeting, you're like, I got to let one go. I got to let one go. <laughs> like, I can't, take, I can't take anymore unless I go it's ahead the, it's and- It's endorphins, man. You got to like to get through this Woo! strenuous day, my guy. Sometimes. Gracious. Oh hey, my my, hey, listen, hey, listen, he is keeping himself productive and Oh my God. Is that what it is? Bro, that's that's what he was doing? There's nothing wrong with that. Just turn your damn camera off, man. <laughs> Bro, this is why, this is why, no, this is why, um, yeah, man, this is why I smoke weed, bro. I mean, like, just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't trust- Bruh, I don't I just I don't trust myself sober to just be going through the world as a black man with the type of feelings I got and not do some crazy shit like that. I feel like that's just too likely. Too like I mean, look, I'm joking, I'm half joking. I'm I'm half joking, but I'm half serious too, because now that black people are finally getting jumped into the to the um to the white man club. Not the white people club, but the white man club, okay? Um, like, if you're a black man right now who can speak white English and has any kind of technical skills and you ain't got no job, it's your fault right yeah, now. I'm sorry. Because black people are in right now. We are. Dog! When I tell you that it's... Stop, 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 stop blaming tech, the black man, man. Stop, stop blaming Bruh, the there's some tech corporate... Bruh, look, they out here... Look, it's beyond tokenism. It's beyond tokenism. It's quotaism. They like we got a ten percent, fifty, because they have promised their black employees. It's probably five, six percent before they've increased the shit out of it. No, it's know. real, man. It's gone and it's up just, about ten to fifteen percent. I, I hire these people for these projects. Yo, and and, and the initiatives that I am getting are all know. the word I continue to keep hearing is a word we've heard before. 
diversity. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> We've I've seen in the last in the last 10 years the job title diversity inclusion. Bro, that's new. Oh, 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 oh. Let, let me let me let me at least introduce the show. We talking like we ain't. Oh God, damn, I forgot. I brought yes. it. Up, I'm, yes, I'm yes, yes. Man, I'm just kicking it with my fellows right now. Welcome, I welcome, welcome. What's up? What's oh up? God. What is up? Back once again. It is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is the incredible. See, you got me all discombobulated in your eyes. And you started the game all wrong. And in Take case you time. weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men that know that the revolution will not be televised. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I can never do this alone. I am very excited tonight. I've got some guests on the show. One of them you guys might be familiar with. But another one is the Godfather podcast. At least he helped me. I'll, I'll put if, if, at least if he's not the Godfather, at least he's a second cousin or something. But anyway, hey, let me introduce. <laughs> let me introduce the rest of a tribe called Quest. <laughs> Algorithm, my man Al Billups. What's yes. going on, baby? What's going Algorithm. on? Algorithm. I'm, yes. I'm here, man. I can't complain. What's happening? No doubt, no doubt. I'm glad that you can. I mean, this is a yearly thing for you. I'm glad that we can make this a consistent thing. Every season, we've got you on the show to give the folks the blueprint why I call you the algorithm. So I'm glad that you're on the show, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I love you to death, but I am No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And tonight, I told you that this dude, he's the godfather podcaster for me. One of the first opportunities that I got to, to branch outside of my small circle, him and his lovely wife, allowed me the opportunity to grace their beautiful home and to just chop it up with them. I am so thankful. Catching up with this man is like catching water in a sieve. You're going to have it for a little bit, but you know. Anyway, my big brother in Yaze Vincent. What's going on, baby? How are you? I'm good, my man. I'm thriving. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm out here making money, bro. What y'all doing? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, baby. What's happening? That's what it is. That's yeah, man, opportunity, exactly opportunity. I'm out here grabbing opportunities and shit. Oh, man, I'm like, in, remember that thing where it was the glass room with the money? Sean, that's my life right now. I'm just like grabbing <laughs> just money. Grabbing all, like, oh grabbing all the dollars. Grabbing all grabbing the dollars. Blessings, I, man. I need yeah, all man. that energy. I need all that energy. No that's doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Man. I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm about to call my mom right now and tell her I'm, on this, I'm in this bitch. I finally made it. I'm you on know. In the Black Podcast. You know, you know what? <laughs> I'm about to do it, man. When the, when the cameras, right when the cameras go off, you want to be so No, man, I'm honored to be here, man. I love the glow up. I mean... When we first met, you was just talking about podcasts, and it was like a nascent dream. And yeah. now you're out here with better, with better uh, signal quality than me, and uh, more episodes. My guy, and, uh, I told you, is just oh, blackness. Man, I love it. My guy, I love it, man. Nah, he's he's been focused, man. And I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely, you know, it's uh, a fact. You know, piggyback off of that, bro. It's been fun watching you grow. I'm seeing all these great interviews you're doing with all these great people within the culture, people yeah. who are out here speaking truth to power uh yeah. in addition to all of the stuff you and the fellas are doing on a weekly man so you know shout out to in the black i love your growth i see you on youtube everything I it, man. shout out to y'all man. i really Incredible. appreciate it man i really yeah, man. appreciate it Better. if you are checking us out on youtube make sure that you hit that thumbs up button and make sure that you subscribe it really helps out a lot and of course you can check us throughout 
all of our social media at in the black pdcst on facebook twitter and instagram and you can check out past episodes of the show at www.intheblackpodcast.com by the way if you go to that website Help yourself, become a member, help to contribute and help this thing grow that we've been putting together for the past four years. There's merchandise there. You can become a Patreon and we can always take cash. I mean, you can pass the collection plate around. I'm always down for that too. So let's go ahead and get it. Now tonight, what we're going to talk about tonight, first and foremost, typically we do have a black box letter, but this week I said my guests are too big for all of that. Let me just go ahead and just let's kick it straight. Recently, the end of HBO's incredible Lovecraft Country, the se- the first season had come to, has come to an end. And I'm not going to lie to you, my guys. That is one of the best shows that I have seen. Long time. In yeah. a very long And mind you, we're saying this on the tales of The Watchmen, which many folks had already said was one of the best shows they had seen. And we want to do, we we are black. We want to preface it by saying these are one of the most black, heavily black laden shows that we have seen. So with that being said, my assumption is that the both of you have watched the entirety of Lovecraft Country. Is that correct? Absolutely. Correct. We, Absolutely. we also okay. talked about it on our okay. show too. Okay. So yes. yeah, what was your what was your initial thoughts when you watching? Like when you first got introduced to it, and then what your thoughts were after? Because I didn't know what to think when I first heard about the show. I know H.P. Lovecraft. I know his material. I know he was considered an avid racist. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> yeah. how how does that balance itself out? And the the fact that they use that Lovecraft name as childish or as churlish as it may be, it initially kept me away from watching or engaging with the show. Mm, but then afterwards, fair. I said, okay, let me just let me just go ahead and give this thing a try. I've been hearing so many good things about it. Let me give it a run. And wow, that's that's all I can say. But like I said, I'm gonna pose the question to you guys. Al, you can go first. What were your initial thoughts, and then what were your thoughts afterwards? Good stuff. My initial thoughts on it is similar, similar to yours. Uh, very different, though, is that I'm not as familiar with the source material uh, in terms of, of that. I had never really heard of it, so I I came into it fresh, and I got an opportunity to look at what I thought, uh, as I've named it, to be a very uh, beautifully weird show. Um, the first episode or two, I did not know if I was going to hang in there. I was like, I don't know what we're doing. However, as I've stated before, the storytelling in this show, the casting in this show, and the overarching themes in this show are magnificent. I've never seen a show that combined uh, all of the things that we've had to endure in terms of Jim Crow and, and the South and combined wizardry and sorcery to show you that we were able to use magic as a weapon or magic mm. as, a, as, a, as a way of protecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And just like everything else, it's been stolen from us. Woo! So it was very nice. interesting to see the journey that they took to reclaim everything mm. that was stolen from them in terms of their legacy. But it was also very interesting to see some of the same dynamics that existed in terms of white supremacy and the struggle for humanity also kind of peeking its head out. So after I watched it and, and, and the finale, 
I'm a huge fan. Mm. I still mm. need to go back and kind of look at some things just to you know understand them better. But overall, I think it's a fantastic show that has so much more potential to tell our stories uh, from a perspective that I think is easily digestible to the masses, even if you're not a person of color. Mm. Wow, that's a good that's a good summary. You've been doing a lot of writing and interviewing, haven't you, my nigga? I Love have, it. sir. I've been, I've good been doing gracious. my thing, sir. I'm trying You're to in like shape, it. man. I like oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. I, ap- I apologize because I did not do you guys justice by actually telling <laughs> telling the good folks where you guys are actually from. These are my brothers from We Come From Bad News, one of the most, Woo! most compelling podcasts that you're going to listen to. So I want to make sure that we get that out in front and plug that right now so that folks know what's going on. So we've got that bad news energy right now. So go ahead and y'all say, go ahead and put right. the rest down. I see Al already filled it in. Go ahead and fill it. Yeah, man, that, that was, that was a, that was a, I, what I love about that was, okay, so no, I, I just dive in. So the thing is, is um, this show was made specifically for me, like personally. You I know feel what you. I mean? It was, it was like a D&D, a D&D nerd. Uh, from the 80s when the shit wasn't cool and when you weren't getting no pussy for being a nerd and none of that and it was you were still getting beaten up for Jordans and shit that's when I was in the nerd shit I was in the nerd shit when you was getting beat up for Jordans so uh, I knew I was going to love the show because the creator of the show is Misha Green who also gave you Underground hmm. which is the only slave show I could tolerate I, uh, was, I wasn't aware of that okay yeah I need so to Misha, check that out Misha Green uh, is the showrunner and she did Underground. And Underground took an approach to the slave slave times that I think that she's replicated in Lovecraft, but I think takes some of the sting out of it, but also allows Black people to situate themselves in, 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 uh, in, the, in the context of the story uh, by telling it the story anachronistically. So she's telling you the story that's set in the 50s or the 40s or what have you. I don't even, 50s, I think, because the Korean War is going on. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and, and she's telling it. She's telling you the stories that set them. But the musical references, the attitudes yeah. of the characters are all very contemporary attitudes. Yeah, you know. And what? And and also the source material. I think it's important to note that the source material is written by a gay white man named Matt Ruff. The novel. And so we're talking about a novel written by a gay white man who's looking at who's who's. I won't say appropriating, but yeah, appropriating, but not in a negative way these characters from a culture outside of his own telling this story that he wants to tell. And then Misha Green coming around this black woman and taking that story that he told and then further transcreating it into a black uh, setting of a whoa, really whoa, whoa. black a question, question for you. This, the original, the original screenplay or whatever you want the to novel, call it. The, the novel that it's based novel. on. Okay. The original novel, it was not black sourced. No, the original novel was written by a, a white gay man. Named right, Matt right. Okay, right? so my my when you were saying it initially, my thought was that this white gay guy was trying to tell a, a black story, and then it just later got picked up. I just wanted to clarify that. Oh, okay. oh yeah, no, no, good, no, no. That's a good distinction. I don't think that he set out to tell a black story. I think he was setting out to tell an American story, but told in in this new consciousness that America is waking up, that certain white Americans are waking up to, which is the inclusion of black history. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that simple. It's just including the shit that actually happened to the 12% of Americans that have this complexion and come from that and come from Africa. So 
he's telling this story, and then Misha Green sees our, sees us in it, and then she becomes a showrunner, and Jordan Peele comes to it, and that's what's fascinating to me is to watch material that was originated by this white man get transcreated through the lens of our culture and our needs and our expediency to 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 create this show that is so necessary for right now because mm-hmm. essentially because what fantasy does what what sci-fi is about the difference between sci-fi and fantasy is what sci-fi is about is about uh examining the future through a te- through technological lens right? right what fantasy is about is examining reality through an emotional lens because mm-hmm. all the metaphors all the monsters, all the magic, all this impossible shit that happens in a fantasy story is a metaphor, an allegory, a representation of what's happening in real life and how we feel about that shit. Mm-hmm. How we feel about that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, when you, when you, when you pull off a $1.2 million deal, like I did recently uh, for your job or some shit, you feel like... God damn. You what? feel like you're what? levitating. What? The, the you feel like you're humble brag. I see and you, look, Mike. And, look, and listen, and listen, and listen. In my industry, that's small. That's small. But but still, when you do that, you feel like you're levitating. So in a fantasy story, you be literally flying. You be literally grow wings the day after you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like that's what the, the, the metaphor of fantasy does for us. And this this show is so dope. Because it takes all this shit we feel as modern Africans and the modern African Americans and modern Afro Caribbeans or whatever, and it's telling, it's showing how we feel about these situations, showing how it feels to be annihilated by the white gaze, showing how it feels to be intimidated by the supernatural specter of this boogeyman Jim Crow that you can't mm, see, that you can't good. touch. Love it. You can't see it, you can't touch it, it's there. It can touch you, but you can't touch it. Right. And there's this book at the center of it, the Safe Negro Travel Guide, right? The allegory of that to the book of names. Yeah. How this book is magical in its its ability to guide you to safety. I mean, it's all right out there for y'all. I yeah. mean, this shit is so fucking dope. I don't even I'm tired of talking about it because <laughs> it's like y'all need to it's like I want to go watch this shit again because it's yeah. so good. Like you can't you can't put it, it's you can't beautiful. put it properly, man. Yeah, it's man. It's, a fucking it's, dope it's beautifully set up. And everything that Yaze just explained in terms of the travel guide and the book of names, it all just makes a lot of sense. And it really speaks to our struggle. I, it's a fantastic show. Yeah. And it's, I think, the, and I didn't think about it until Yaze was talking about it. It seems like this, the unfortunate, um, what at times can be a mythological or supernatural way that white people seem to always get the upper hand on us as black people throughout Ooh. our lives. And you're like, damn, that shit, sh- that shit shouldn't be possible. Like, I know that X, one plus one is supposed to equal two, but sometimes I don't know how these guys end up making it three. You know what I'm saying? Like, and every right. time they make it happen. And to, to, see, to see that there's this attachment to this power, this supernatural power, and yes. this battle over over that. I know that there were a lot of people also, though, especially new Negroes, and I don't mean that in a disparaging or supportive <laughs> way, that were kind of questioning the the correlation between religion and blackness in this. And I know that a lot of folks got upset. I know, like I said, new Negroes got upset about, about that. It's like, okay, we're trying to remove ourselves from the shackles, and I use that term loosely, remove ourselves from the shackles of the past, and part of the shackles 
comes from the state of being attached to religion, especially Christian religion, right? Yes, Lord. And not being able to remove ourselves from that. So I know that a lot of folks got upset about that. What do you guys think? Oh, wow. Get into that. Get into that. Yeah, no, I'm on that page 100%. I've always felt as though a lot of aspects of uh, what we call black Christianity is is something that's been another form of mental slavery, in my opinion. Mm. It's just like the way it was taught to us, or I should say the way it was forced upon us, and that's another argument in itself, uh, to where we had to do that. It's just like people get so caught up in their head in terms of this doctrine that they can't think rationally. So Mm. I do like the fact that they kind of push that kind of to the background a bit and more so dealt with tangible issues, uh, mm. things that were right in front to where the characters were not as much, even though it's funny because they are dealing with magic, but they weren't forced as much or the it wasn't highlighted as much as them depending on a higher being or, or mm. philosophy in terms of that. Though again, I mm. do know magic kind of did level the playing field in a similar way, so I, I don't understate that. But... I, I I like the fact that they did inject it at different points. Like the, one of the best lines in the movie um, is when one of the ancestors met with the, uh, the I, I, I forget all the names, so forgive me. When um, the just Jesse Smellett's sister went back in time uh, and yeah. got the book uh, from the ancestor there close to the, to the end of the series. And one of the most powerful things in which that ancestor said to that character was when you take this and uh, go forward or something to that effect, my faith will become flesh. Yeah, your your son is my faith in flesh. Yeah. Right, or something like that. Again, I probably messed the whole line up. Mm. But that was a mm. powerful, powerful statement that still faith included in uh, faith and still included, you know, a, a belief in something bigger than yourself but at the same time, it wasn't the overarching theme. And to me, as a guy who believes similarly, uh, it, it was refreshing. Go ahead. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, that's 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 good. That's real good, bro. I like that a lot. No, faith become flesh. I mean, you know, damn, wow. Al, I love it when you do that. Every, hey. every once in, yeah, no, that's good. That's super, <laughs> super good. Um, yes. I mean, because it was a very powerful. That's a powerful line, and also I'm glad you brought that up because we are, you know, the the saying, "We are our ancestors' wildest dreams," and that brings to mind the corollary of which I think is mad disrespectful, but you still see it in memes, which is, "I am not my ancestors." You like you can get these hands. So insulting! So insulting! I hate that. It's insulting. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I'll beat your ass by my ancestors. Like our ancestors wasn't whooping ass. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No facts. No, exactly right. That's exactly right. And um, yeah, man. I I I, shit. What was the original? What was the the original question? Because you just fucking inspired like fifty thousand thoughts in me. The 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 I guess the um. Christianity. The, yeah, the attachment to Christianity and right. religion in the uh, in the series. I know yeah. that, like I said, since you're I already guess, talking about magic, there were folks who were like, okay, well, why would you be correlating or, you know, adding the two together? So Yeah, yeah. You know, I think they did a really, as a firm, former church boy who was like mad, heretical, and, and crazy atheistic sometimes, and like asking mm. crazy questions in, in Bible study, um, I, I think they did a rather good job 
of at least attempting to pay lip service to our Judeo-Christian framework mm. that 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 many Black people have because of colonialism, right? And magic was biblical. Uh, uh, in the Bible, there is magic, and in the show, magic comes from the language of Adam. Adam, the first commandment in the Bible that Yah, that Yahweh gives to Adam, earth, which Adam means earth, dirt. It literally means dirt. Yeah, the first command earth. that the first command that uh, God gives to, to dirt, to earth, is name your name everything. Yeah, give everything a name. Give everything a name. Organize this shit. Make some sense out of this shit that I made for you. So right. in the story, the book of names is an allusion to a biblical thing. Now imagine in the day's day, you speak in the language of, of Adam. Why wouldn't that be magic? Why wouldn't that have? It goes back to the same beliefs. It's the same. It's a similar belief in Hinduism mm. that sans that Sanskrit was such a pure language is such is the original language of the gods to such an extent that if you could speak the pure Sanskrit, if you could truly speak the Ur language, that to speak it would be to speak it into existence. Because when God says to the universe, "Be," and it is. That nigga is talking. That's all yeah. I'm saying. All yeah, magic I mean. is speech. All magic, a spell is lining up the letters, lining up the sounds in a certain way. And we should know by now, in this era particularly, when you talk, look at social media and how we take words in and how they affect us and the how we fight each other. You're right. You're right. You're right about that. I give Bro, you that. I give you that. The Christians should be the first one on board. Totally agree. They're they're acknowledging Jehovah. They're acknowledging Adam. They're acknowledging the fall. They're acknowledging the temptation. It's all written in there. If you hating, that's because you living in a state where you living in a reactive Christianity that isn't right. centered on love. It's centered on fear of sin rather than love of God. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. I, I can't even touch that because he was okay. he was right on point. I love the fact about the book of names and that being the language of Adam that speaks so heavy to the themes in that show and what they were doing. And it, it speaks back to, and I'm just going to let Big O take it from there, Adam being the original man and that original man looking like us, which mm. brings it all 360. Mm. They were going mm. back to reclaim the language that they created. Mm. Mm. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. What were your favorite? We'll close it out on this one, though. What were your favorite beats, episodes, points of season one? Ooh, that's hard. Oh. I love how that. I love. I love how that is. I love how that assumes there may be a season two because I hope there is. I hope listen, there is. Listen, too. listen, listen, yeah. listen. After the end, the I, I try not to be spoilery, but after yeah, yeah. the way season one ended. And what happened to Tick? Yeah. It hurt my heart. No yeah, bullshit. I, I wanted him to live. It hurt. It I hurt my heart. It was so and real. It, it, it so hurt real. my heart. It hurt my heart to the extent that the first thing I thought after I saw it was I thought about the Watchmen and how the showrunner for the Watchmen was like, "Nah, I just wanted to put out a season and be be done with it." Mm, and yeah, I thought yeah. to myself, if they did this, if they do that, 
with this series. Mm. I might have to cut my damn HBO subscription, my guy. <laughs> like, like no bullshit. Like yeah, I, have I have to, to agree business. with you there because it's just not I, fair to where you build up such a great show with a great audience and it's got a good reaction and it's got a lot of potential just to, to end it. It's just it's just cool. I, <laughs> I I know it is it is, but the only reason I think that it's likely is because it's based on a novel and it's kind of like that Game of Thrones problem. Like if you know what I mean, like Misha Green. I think I think Misha Green interpreted Jordan. Misha Jordan interpreted this material expertly but if there's no more material to interpret i'm not sure that matt ruff doesn't have to write another book or some shit you know what i mean i don't know just one i want to make sure we're clear is it just one novel or is it a series just one novel it's not a series oh so you're saying that they could it could easily out of material and then they're gonna start making up shit okay yeah because the way the way the way that it ended and i don't want to i won't spoil it either but the way that it ended to me felt final and felt yeah. circular. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you why, because you answer your question about the moments. The moments that were the the, the key moments for me were uh, Hippolyta naming herself. Mm. Sorry, first, 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 actually, first, it was them Shogoths. Okay? When them, when them, when them lost this with eyeballs all over them, jumping up in, in, in FO1, I was, I was like, Okay, this is different. Like this is this is like these motherfuckers ain't hold nothing back. They not waiting till till episode three to, to be interested. They're doing it right now. Right, like they they go for it. Um, but they were already so speaking that moment, up street though. I was like, I was like, I had to wait like two two seasons for the dragons on Game of Thrones. <laughs> these they done gave me a shogoth in episode one. I'm like, okay. Okay, so that's a good point, bruh. Bruh, I was like, I was like, look, me and Bell was sitting there watching the show. When them shits popped up, we was like, in, we're here, we're here for every show. Like we're, we're like, every one of these we gotta see, you know. Hell uh, bruh, it was, but that that moment, um, Hippolyta naming herself, love that. Uh, the ghosts, the exorcism of that that cracker. In the basement, yeah. oh, that was cool. I that might, was very cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. shit. Uh, the dancing pickaninnies. Do not fuck me up. Shit. Do oh not fuck me up. Not my fuck god, me up, bro. Fuck my me god. up, bro. That was the scariest I, shit I've ever seen. Like, I mean, like no bullshit. Like as a grown man, as a grown man, I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. It was, it was super weird. I was just like, oh, because okay. I was I'm like, my god, I'm glad. That I wasn't the only grown ass man that had some feelings, some sort of way mm-hmm. about that episode. Mm-hmm. Like Take honestly, away. After, after I watched it, I felt it in my, I felt it in my spirit, my guy. Like no bullshit. Yes. Like it didn't, yes. it didn't sit well with me. And just, just to really just put a bow on that, that actual those characters were a direct tie to Topsy, who is a character in Uncle Tom's Cabin, who's supposed to be the imagery of what Black people were at that time, right? And the Misha, at least from an article that I've read, I think the Nerdist wrote this, and I think Nerdist did a very good job as they, at least tried to do a good job as they put this together, to say that Misha was attempting to tell the story of how Black children experience trauma living in a white world and i thought that they did he did an exceptional 
job with that because like I said, I, that was the one, your one of two episodes that I walked away from saying, shit, that's some fucking writing for that ass. Yeah. 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 Yeah, bro. The, the writing was the yeah. writing was amazing uh in terms of that. Yep. I think the one that got to me the most um was towards the end when all of the cops were firing into the house. Um Woo! Yeah, that was crazy. And then all and whole sudden, girl was sitting there with the with the invulnerability spell. That, that, oh that, my that, god. That's just spoke on so many levels, my guy. Oh my god. And then when his protector appeared and just demolished everybody like King, it was just like amazing. Because the reason why that scene hit me so hard is because it was like the magic that was stolen from them that they had Mm. now reclaimed Mm. had manifested. Bested itself in real time. Yes, yes. I was happy for the characters because not only did they reclaim their legacy, but they now could protect themselves and or weaponize it Mm. in order to do what they needed to do. So it was to me, that was a big turning point in the movie because it showed that the ancestors were now able to reach back or reach forward, I should say, and give us that power. And building on that, no, you're 100%. Building on that, and also the fact that the, the, the protection came from the spell cast by his gay, dyslexic, lying-ass daddy. His I dad was daddy. like, I was like, your daddy ain't been shit. The this entire movie. <laughs> series, he no been series. backstabbing, thwarting, and sabotaging. Oh, my God. And that, that he was the one that cast... The protection on him was like I was like that shit is beautiful. And then, okay, also when they go back in time and they realize, spoilers, everybody, fast forward if you don't want to get fucked up. Um, <laughs> right. But when they realize that Tick was Jackie Robinson, that Jackie Robinson figure that saved his ass. I that- cried. I cried. Listen. Tears came. Tears listen. came down my eyes. Listen. Tears. Listen. That was a fantastic there, scene. I like I said, there are tears. there are several there are several moments or episodes that really I won't say episodes because I think it's in, in its totality there was like some moments that really moments. like got me, yeah. got me right. Yeah, yeah. The episode where he they do a flashback to him in the Korean War, he meets the Komiho and the the oh my god the Korean spirit. I am a stickler for a good backstory and I love these type of cultural mythologies. So they put those two things and wrote it very, very well. To me, that was the best episode of the season only because the writing, the story, all of that stuff fell excellently into line. I forgot about that shit. You're absolutely right. That, that had to be the most seamless interweaving of cultural narratives that i ever seen it felt and respectful nothing seemed forced everything nope. seemed to fit it just it just flowed yeah, i was like flowed. that it shit was very well yeah, bananas. 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 bananas my last moment you know was the one we kind of already talked about that was when she went back in time and uh met with the ancestor and got the book mm. and i think a very powerful scene and this is this is it for me to wrap it up uh is when she had the book she had the uh, invulnerability, the spell in order to protect her, and she's walking through 
the chaos in the streets. Yeah. In order to get back. So you see fires going around her, violence, all this kind of conflict. And she's just she couldn't be touched to, to protect her and to protect her man. She's yeah. running out there to throw herself, throw her invulnerable body in front of her black man and protect him. Like yeah. black women are always throwing their bodies. In there was a lot. There were a lot of beats towards black women in this in this series, man. But to to to, to wrap it up, I think yeah. the biggest story point that got me was mm-hmm. the the story of fatherhood in this, in the whole series. And I'm not going to lie to you. I know that all of us in some capacity, and I don't use it, once again, I don't use this term disparaging, but I know that you guys, as well as myself, have father issues, I guess for lack of a better term, right? That's fair. And I think that watching that story unfold, Like in Yaz, they said at the end of it, seeing that whole Jackie Robinson thing, and then seeing what ultimately happens to Atticus at the end, mm. I, I I cried like no bullshit. I cried. Like it, 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 it got me. I'm not it yet, got me. But bro. Because it, it took him sacrificing himself to for because I think there's a there's a ter- there's a theory or um, a string that goes out throughout the series is that breaking that breaking the cycle, breaking the generational curse. To see how all of that played out and what needs to, what needed at least in this instance to happen to break that generational curse and build something better for those behind you, like I said, it it brought it brought tears to my eyes, man. It was it, bro, you that's I couldn't have said it better myself as a black as a black man, and and not to say that I even felt like the show. Uh, I don't even specifically. Um, Feel like the show was like aimed at black men or black women or anything. I felt like it was very, very embracing well of our yeah. right. But yeah. I, as a black man, I felt particularly seen in those beats that you mentioned about. I put it like this. You know, we joke all the time and we laugh. Like we watch these memes on Instagram where these black kids are scared of getting beaten, scared of getting beaten, scared scared of their parents. And I look at that and I'm like, on one hand, I laugh because I was scared of my parents and they beat the shit out of me and I'm okay. You know? You're right. And, right. And, and maybe that's one way to go about it. But I'm not raising my kids like that. And sure. and when I see, and when I see, uh, I don't know who that little girl was, the one who almost turned into a picky nanny but didn't quite, right? D, Diana. D, but D. Her arm is ruined, but she's still alive. She's just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to send no crippled children, strong, crippled children out into the world. Mm. And I felt, and I, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm crippled. I'm crippled. Yeah, I get you. I'm crippled. I get you. Yeah. But I'm high functioning, but I'm high functioning. I get you. I get you. I get you. 100%. I don't want to send no strong cripples out into the world. I'm trying to send whole human beings Mm. who want to be here. And that's. And I'm willing to take the sac and I'm willing and I'm willing to take the sacrifice. Like I will I'll eat myself up now. Yep. I'll go in my room, punch the wall, do whatever the fuck I gotta do to come back outside and be like, Daddy was tripping. Mm. Daddy okay. was tripping. I, I we've we've anything to that. We could we could go on and on and on and on forever with that yeah, one. But yeah, we daddies with it. Incredible, daddies. incredible show, incredible series, incredible acting, writing. All of it phenomenal. I'm really just hoping that they do not 
And it, please bring it back. I hope they bring they it back. Bring it back. Watch it. They got to bring it. They got to bring it back. All right. Next up, what we have is a election 2020, I guess, preview of what we can expect this coming Tuesday. We are now recording on what, what, what day is it? It still? is Thursday. Thursday, Thursday October Thursday 29th. 29th. We have six October days. 29th. Six, six days. Another week. I, I did my early voting today. I saw that. I'm proud of you, man. But we're Good looking team. at we're looking at this election, November third, this coming Tuesday, and I mean every election, people say politicians let you know that it's the most important election of your lifetime. But every year, every every <laughs> single one. But this time, I'm I I wouldn't say that it's too far of a stretch. This is the one that, when they put that label on it. I'm this is the one. This is but the I one, think, guys. But I, I'm thinking right now, as we're talking about voting, we're we're getting wrapped up in this instance. Okay, let me back. Let me take that back. Let's okay. go. When we're talking about voting, and we're going to presume at this point, given the polling and everything else, that Joe Biden is going to be our next, the 46th president of the United States, just based on what we're saying. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not that, but I'm hoping. Listen, listen, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying, based on the evidence we have in front of us, five yes. days out. That yes. appears to be the case. The polls are better. The polls are better and this they are time more- around than yes. they were four years. I'll give you that. Yes. But I don't want us, and I want to make sure that we have this. Uh, we have this conversation. I don't want us to escape tonight by mm-hmm. thinking that a Joe Biden election mm-hmm. is a victory. And what no, I it mean solves by- everything. No, no, it solves everything, Big O. <laughs> if we elect Joe Biden, we're free. We're free. Fire. They're going to have tea and honey and manifold in the sky and all party time. Because with what we're what we're being sold at this point is that casting a vote, or specifically in this case, casting a vote for Joe Biden, is the victory that we needed. Because ultimately, the the end goal is to get rid of Donald Trump. Mind you, systemic racism and oppression is still in the country. So I want to make sure that we outline or underline the fact that voting is just one component yes. out of the multitude of components there you go. that should yes. be happening during yes. this election cycle. So, so yes. which one of you guys wants to pick it up from there, man? I, I, go ahead, y'all. I can't All right, I'll just thing. say this. Let y'all say kick it off. I'll go ahead. I would just say this. <laughs> to piggyback on exactly what you just said, the reason we are where we are is because the greatest president, the first actual American president, Barack Obama, <laughs> stood in front of y'all motherfuckers, okay? And he said, this is not about me. I can't do this by myself. You're all going to have to help change this country. And you know what we did? We fucking went to bed. We all started a, a new a business, took out a, a small business loan, did whatever the fuck we wanted to do to improve ourselves. We took up yoga, went to therapy, okay? Yeah. Got in touch with our inner child. We did all the shit that we needed to do for ourselves. We didn't do a goddamn thing for America from 2008 to 2016. And then when Obama came back out, it was like, no, but for real, though, vote for Hillary because she'll, she'll keep doing what I'm doing and y'all can keep doing yoga everybody went to sleep and we and we got trump trump didn't even win the popular vote and this motherfucker still became president so yes that first of all yes that stay woke stay woke uh but two but two also you not just voting for the motherfucking president right 
Right, right. Okay? Yeah. Like, look, I don't know what state you live in, but look, you might have ballots, ballot measures, which is direct democracy, like in California, where we're voting, whether Uber uh, can keep people as uh, contractors without Contract any benefit. not full-time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we out here voting on shit that's going to affect the whole country in California, but if you don't do the research on this ballot measure and understand who's supporting what and what's supporting who, you might make the wrong choice for the whole country. Mm. Your state elections have ramifications for the whole country. The judges in your city who put who put uh who put Junebug and Boo Bear and them uh in jail for the last five years. You really gotta be one of those people, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you, the judge, the judge who put them in jail for five years and told them don't have no more babies and pull your pants up and disrespected yeah. them in the courtroom. That motherfucker's on the ballot and he's cruising to a re-election because y'all don't even know what his policies are. And he mm. might be a Democrat, he might be a Democrat, he might be a Republican. Just because I'm Joe Biden at the top, don't mean I give a you know what I'm saying? No, I get yeah. you. 100%. Just yeah, it's just nuanced. And if you don't do the research, then yeah, your vote is a is a bullet. And every and look, your bullet may not. And everyone talking about man, your vote don't count, nigga. In a firefight, every bullet ain't gonna hit. Yeah, right. Every Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you lay out all the rounds, boy, so Bruh. that one of them joints is gonna get you. Bro, somebody's bullet is gonna hit somebody gonna hit. though. Somebody's gonna get hit. Yeah. So you gotta come out there and you gotta aim as best you can. You gotta aim at the target. Do the research, y'all. Find somebody. I, just I'm on the research. same page with my brother uh, and both y'all in terms of that. Um, as I stated, voting and as as Big O stated as well, voting is one component of that. And matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce off of my brother's uh, you know example that he gave there in terms of the firefight. I agree. You should vote. You definitely want to put something out there in terms of firing back and firing into it and hopefully be able to make some penetration. At the same time, what I want you all to do is uh, make sure that you not ignore the other components that we need in order to get us on that path to freedom, which is entrepreneurship. So we're going to we're going to we're going to equate entrepreneurship as a way of as we're in the middle of a firefight, your entrepreneurship is going to be that fort mm. uh, that basically is erected mm. to help protect you as well as to help give you like space that. in order to defend yourself. Woo! So fire back and build yourself an entrepreneur fort at yes. the same time. And what yes. that fort does for you is you can continue firing back and doing your thing, but at the same time, the bigger that fort is, the more uh, robust that fort is, the more functional that fort is, the more it will not only protect you, but it will also have it to where you may not have to fire as many bullets. Um, it will protect you when those bullets don't land. The thing, yes. the thing that drives me crazy about the elections and, and everything as well is that in my eyes, all of this is recyclable. These politicians, are recyclable. They're just suits that we shovel in and shovel out. Some of them do what the fuck they're supposed to do. Some don't. It's a 50-50 shot. Yeah, again, so yeah. you should vote just because, damn it, out of 50-50, you may be able to get something going and you should participate in the process. But at the same time, as we get older, as we get wealthier, I think that we should think very, very deeply as to our approach and what we're doing 
not yes. just voting to vote, yeah. not mm -hmm. just putting something in there, really understanding what you're doing, but having it to where you truly insulate yourself to where when the government doesn't do what it's supposed to do and when the politicians don't do what they're supposed to do, you and your family are going to be all right. Um, Amen. I want people Amen. to really understand that because voting is not a magic pill. Mm. Politicians are not the sole answer. They are a part of it. Laws are a part of it. But as we can see, based upon current events in the last day or two, laws can be changed. Mm. Laws can be gutted. Different things yes. that have been on, on, yeah, on the yeah. books for decades in can the blink be gutted. Of an eye. Yeah. Ask the Voting Rights Act what it looks like right now. Right. You know, Roe versus Wade is in trouble right now. Right. You yeah, know, yeah, all bro. kinds of things yeah, that you propel. The, the 13th Amendment, all these things. All that shit up. is on so, so laws and things can be changed and things in there. And the part of it that I want people to recognize is that do things that insulates you and your family to where regardless of how the world is on fire, you can take care of yourself and such like that. Build yeah. yourself a fort <clears throat> while you are firing those voting bullets, but don't stop firing. I that's a, the most enthusiastic, but I will fire back. No, that's great. That's a that's a per that's a near that's a nearly perfect <laughs> metaphor for the approaches. I the only thing I would add to that is that uh we need them looting niggas too. The uh, Antifa, Antifa. If you if that's what you do, if that's your role, that's your role. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 James uh, James Baldwin said. He said uh, he said it's obscene for you to call these people looters when you've gone into their neighborhoods, exploited them, impoverished them. And then lock them in the borders of this neighborhood with, with ads telling them, here's all this good shit you can't have. He said he doesn't even want the TV. The dude stealing the TV don't even want the TV. What he wants to say is, fuck you. Yeah. That's what he wants to say. Absolutely. He don't need a TV. And uh, and I think all of that plays a part. The, you know, we want to shame those people that was out there uh, protesting or confronting the cops or whatever. Uh, if you peaceful protesting, I'm with you. If you violently protesting, Hey, I'm with you. You, you're there's, a reason, there's a reason why why uh, Martin's uh, nonviolent approach worked because Malcolm was on the other side, ready to do anything necessary to make things happen. Thank too. you. White and, people, and white people, white people knew this. Like, okay, you, which one? Hey, which you one can get with this. You can get with this, and you can get with that. <laughs> right, right. You right. Get with this, you keep get with mind, that. Keep in you know? mind, Martin disappeared when he started talking about building a fort. Yeah, he started economic. When he started talking about economic, talking about that's economic fact. empowerment, that's all of a sudden, oh, okay, wait a minute. We yeah, can't have yeah. you telling people to go vote and got people yeah. to march and make a difference and yeah, yeah, and, and get money. Yeah, yeah, and get so, money. Yeah. Okay. No, what you? What I just want to say this because in two things, what you said, Al, the, all, what you're saying in its essence is voting is for the future, but you got to get money now. Indeed. And That's all it is. You got to get money now. And you can't, pre that can't be prefaced on, but you got to vote for the future because that's how the laws get changed. Um, cool. All this shit happening right, all this shit happening right now is the, is the GOP been planning for 20 years. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, they're looking at the Look, long game. In, 19, yeah. in 1980, in 1980 when Reagan got elected, William F. Buckley had been promoting that conservative shit for 50 years. Yeah. 30 years, since the 50s. Reagan was the one that brought it into the mainstream. Yeah, that, the same year that he shut down all the motherfucking um, asylums and social services, and my mama got stabbed in the stomach. The same year, 1980. 
So now 1980 is when the conservatives started to take over this whole country. Fast forward to now, our whole generation has been lived in that specter. Mm. And motherfuckers don't understand why this election, why this is like, it's this or death. This this is part of the thing for me though, with the election being as important as it is. And I think that we can't understate it enough. We gotta do it. We have to do what we have to do. Once again, it's just one component. I think, and I know that my boy L, if he were here, he'd tell me not to do it because of these comparative narratives that we we have. But one of the things that black people tend to do, unfortunately, and I'm gonna keep it all the way funky, is that unfortunately we we take it to just voting, right? And it seems like it's just voting full stop. We now have a generation of folks that are willing to be in the streets. And I'm not saying that they didn't exist before, but I'm saying that they seem to be more prominent now. Oh, yeah. Because we need to be able not just to be able to vote these people into power, but then to hold them, hold their feet to the fire when it comes time to providing the things that they said that they were going to provide. Now, another thing that also happens for us is that we very often, unfortunately, invite politicians into our inner circle and ask them what they're going to do for us. Mm, mm, versus us bringing them into our inner circle and telling them what they Mm, are going to do for us. What you're going to do, what you're going to do. Right. right. And I think we haven't learned the dynamics and the proper negotiating tactics to be able to do that effectively. Because when you look at the Hispanic, once again, I know I'm a shout out to El because I know he hates it. You look at the Hispanic community, they're like, fuck that. I pay taxes. I'm taking every single bit of what you guys have to offer. There's not none of this, oh, you need to wait your turn, you need to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, nah, I'm 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 owed it. Right. Coming mm-hmm. here from wherever the hell I came from, and I don't say that disparagingly, I'm just saying that in a general sense, from wherever the hell I came from, I'm here now, I pay taxes here. This is the power that I'm going to wield, and you need to recognize that this is the power that I wield. It's one of the reasons why you have so many people that are going out and making such a big deal about the Hispanic and the Latino vote. And it didn't take a Latino George Floyd to be able for that to happen. I'm just no, saying, no, because no, no, they, no, know no. How to, they know how to properly wield that power. And we haven't, know, we I, haven't completely figured that out yet. I understand that. I understand that tendency of black men. We do that. We compare ourselves to other disparate groups of black men, black women, whatever. Um, and, and you're not wrong. The thing is, though, is that Latinos do not view themselves as a community. That's true. Black- Every Latino lo- looks at themselves as a Latino from whatever section they are. The fact that your parents were immigrants uh, from Africa to this country and and, it, and within the same generation, it's like, no, you a nigga like me. You, right. we, I can't lie. We, it's the same way in African countries, too. They're all either bro. Cameroonian or Nigerian or Botswana or whatever. But I will say that the unifying factor that when you come, and I, I think it applies, at least just from my experience and conversations that I've had with Latinos, it's like, okay, I know that I'm from Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that homeboys from Peru, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's that language that binds us. And when we see somebody else that's in a, somebody that speaks that language the way we do mm-hmm. in a circumstance or in a situation that's not conducive for our growth, yeah, we yeah. unify. It's the same thing in African communities. Yeah, you're from Cameroon and he's from Ghana yeah. and I'm from Nigeria, but it's that African continent and the imperialism that we faced that unifies us when we come to this country and like, okay, yes, yes, we yes. got to do something better. 
Yes, That's yes. the unfortunate part that I see when we come to this country. Now, it's not disparaging against African Americans. No, 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 no. You, you, you speaking facts, but I mean, but I, I don't think, think it, I don't think it's disparaging. I just, I don't think it's disparaging. I just want to point out that um, white people and Latinos get shot the fuck up by cops too, and it's not conducive to the argument. No, 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 no. I'm not Candace Owens. I'm just don't, saying. Bro, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not Candace Owens. I'm just saying that if you look at the studies that she's misinterpreting. Raw numbers wise and percentage raw numbers wise, obviously far more white people get shot by cops. But percentage wise, we're disproportionately harmed. Yes. And 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 so I'm I'm cognizant of it. But the story that when you're going out there to win friends and influence people isn't I got it worse. I got it worse than everybody else, and you should do what the fuck I say. Mm. The diplomat goes out and says, "Hey, poor white motherfucker over there, the cops are shooting at you too." Why don't you join with me against them? That's so what we Martin can, did. Yeah, that's what so Martin we can both doing. prosper. And that's how I view Antifa. Antifa are the white boys that looked at us and was like, "Hey, y'all look like y'all getting shit on." And we looked at them. And we were like, "Yeah, let's go out here and fucking throw some. Let's do the right thing." You know what I'm saying? Let's do the right thing, man. And, uh, yeah, and 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 all I'm saying is is that uh, I feel like the, honestly, if I'm being a hundred percent dead honest with you. I feel like black men in this country are we are we are Michael Jordan of racial grievance. Okay? I think we are the Michael Jordans of this shit. I think when you look at the percentage of us, how much how much how much of the economy we actually control and the amount of voice that we get in terms of economics, culture and politics, nigga, everybody wants to be like us. Everybody is dying to be like us, and mm. that is why they adopt all the methodologies mm. and why they reference Martin Luther King and they talk about Malcolm X and why they every all a movements is based on our liberation. Mm. Every last all one. of it, and so. But when we see that, but want to be us, bro. They want to be us so bad, and I'm not even mad. I want to be us too. But when they, but when we look at them emulating us, black men, um, and I think African men too. Uh, because for African men, it's the colonial wound. For American men, it's the slavery wound, which are twin sides of the same coin. Yeah, sides of the same, same goddamn fucking coin, right? Same. But it's the insecurity. Either way, it's the insecurity when we walk in a room and that Eurocentric, that Eurocentricity staring us down. Bro, we look at them and our insecurity gets the best of us and we like, why you copying me? Mm, yeah. Why you copying me? This is my, I'm, it's about, this is what I do. This is what the fuck I do. This is what I do. And it's like, y'all, mm. fucking chill. Take another look at this. Grow up. Grow up three more levels. Turn around and look what's happening. You're being worshipped. You You're are. being idolized. You are. You're being venerated. Come on. Accept the flowers. Accept it. <laughs> I got I got nothing to add to that. I'm not mad at that. Okay, okay, okay. All right. When they stop rapping, when they stop rapping, then then I think you have an argument. There you go. I, 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 I can't I can't touch that. You on point. Speaking of rapping, my brother Al put me on to the fact that Busta Rhymes is going to drop what what is this like his thirtieth album in this catalog? I, don't, I know, I don't, right? Probably like he's yeah. been around for forever. And he's dropping Busta. an album called "The Return of the Dungeon Dragon." And the reason why I bring that up is because 
the exuberant Mr. T.I. Tip said that he wasn't going to uh, do a versus against Busta. Um, we. I've never, I've never, I've never been a Ti fan. And I mean, and I'm not just talking about his music. I'm just, I'm talking about him as this quote unquote woke activist. I already have a way of, I already feel a certain way about how we idolize these celebrities that don't really have any avenue into some of the forays that we need people to have forays. But anyway, that that that's another topic altogether. Yeah, I feel you there. But. I was like, "Who the fuck do you think you are that you say that you can't that you can't do a versus with Buster? You're talking about a generational icon. I know, I know. 1992 scenario, my guy. That's the first time that I was put on to him. Twelve I, years old, sitting in middle school, listening to the remix. God damn it! This dude has been around for years. He birthed forever. and raised forever. and and galvanized most of the folks that were 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 um what do you want to call it? They were inspirations to you. Yep. Like, oh, well, well, uh, you know, respectfully, I I I don't think that. Make it the nah. What it was is that, and I agree with you. To go back to your point there, uh, I like Ti's music, at least some of his past joints. But I I'm not into. T.I. I haven't liked them since his second album, my guy. After that, it was a man, done deal. Even, man, man. even even then, it was me. Yeah, band man. Ti, you know, depending on on what it is, but I'm not a fan of Ti the activist. I'm more definitely a fan of of the music more so than that. He's one of my Libra brothers, so you know, and he's ATL. So I I try. To I know that's him. the only reason why you support him because he's a Georgia <laughs> guy. It helps the cause. It helps the cause. <laughs> but um, it definitely does. But I you have to spend money. Hey, right. hey, I met right, this guy right. a few times. He, he, he's not that tall. Oh, so that's what it is. Yeah, you I'm, said you know you want to see this short episode. Like, also, no, also, also, he he tells the truth. It's the short brother thing. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's the short brother thing. It's the short brother thing. They see eye to eye. They see eye to eye. They can't see eye to eye with rest of the story. Yeah, go ahead. I fuck with you. I ain't tall either. I'm not tall either. I'm five six and proud, but. You know, that's what it is. But I put I put on some boots. I'm five seven. I, I, Woo! I, I, I work it out. Um, I, but I tell people, damn it, my words is twelve foot two. Fuck y'all. <laughs> 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 but I, I think that Ti is that's that's weak sauce. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm I'm on the same page with Bus as this one. I get the whole okay, you come from the. The 90s, I got it popping a little bit more early 2000s up. Okay, yeah, I, I get all of that. But and, honestly, and, and to be honest with you as well, I personally don't think the TI has the catalog to be able to go up against nah. us anyway. So I think the TI also knows that. It's like, yeah, you've had some hits and you've had some things that was cool, but you ain't you ain't fucking with bus. So I think that TI knows that. He is outmatched anyway, so he came up with this. Well, hey, that's like me going against Dion Warwick. Man, shut up. Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, right now, if Whitney, if, if, if Whitney Houston was still alive and they said Whitney against Dion, you think that Whitney would have been Whitney would have been like, I want all that smoke. She want all that smoke. But um, I, I don't agree with T. I think it's 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 weak sauce in order to put that on out there. But the only formidable competitor other than Missy for Busta in versus is Eminem. Ho, 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 ho. Back up. Eminem what? and Busta? Okay, see, I think we left one crazy uh, for a whole other level of crazy. Yeah. Hold on, let me jump out here. Before we even, before we even interrogate that, 
which is insane. Okay, uh, which is totally insane. Um, Buster Ti's first wreck. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just my emotion. But no, but my 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 emotional interpretation of the of the facts that you just gave are I leave with a completely different emotional impression. I come away from Ti being respectful and being honest about his inability to compare to Buster. But T.I. came, T.I.'s first record came out in 2001, okay? Buster came out in 1990. 91. Right. Yeah. Late, okay. Late, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. Dog, I mean, like, I mean, if you, if it you is. Count leaders, if you count leaders in the new school and all that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, like, it would be like, Fucking, I mean, like it'd be like Mary J. Blige against Patti LaBelle. Why? Like, I love them entirely different ways. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of T.I.'s music. I think he'd be better pitted against a Jeezy or and somebody. And that's what's happening in November: Jeezy versus T.I. Which makes okay, that makes that sense. Makes a bigger catalog than Jeezy, though. That's the whole thing. It's like well, that's, who that's Jeezy's fault. No one, no one has. There's currently no one of that. Era, I guess, in that generational span of Ti, I think yeah. that has the catalog to keep up with him because Ti has been the most consistently inconsistent motherfucker I've ever met. Agree, right? agree. No, no, but, you know, yeah. but Jeezy, but that's that's exactly what versus is fabulous. They'd be fabulous because they came out around the same time. Fabulous has been consistent like every two mm, years. No, nah, but the thing is, but the problem is the perfect. No, but the problem, the problem, Gucci are perfect for him. Either yeah, the problem. You got to keep the genres group because in the '90s, if you're gonna take a '90s artist, we gotta we gotta respect the era that came from. There was Southern hip hop. Yeah. Southern hip hop didn't compete with New York hip hop. This New is York. Good. They didn't compete with LA hip hop. You LA hip hop was its own thing. Regional hip hop existed. Right nowadays, it's just all hip hop. Everybody's right. competing on the same playing field. It's just playlists. But right. back then, you were selling physical copies of records in different markets. And the motherfuckers that was fucking with Ti's version of trap music, which isn't even the trap music that we have now, uh, were not fucking with the boom bap and the DJ Clark Kent and all that shit of, of New York. So right. to put those artists together now, the audience is just going to be like. We like it's it's like it was like when DMX went against Snoop Dogg. It was like it's like Trump versus Biden. Your mind is already made up. There's nothing to fucking debate here. Yeah, yeah, I got I got now I see where you at. Either I'm you know what I'm saying, either I'm G Funk, either I'm G Funk, or I'm oh get at me, dog. I'm like this. I, I do I'm not I either or like I'm it. not in between on that. I do like it when they match up the people, you know, a little bit better. I didn't think the Ti and Bus was a was a good match versus. I just no, Bus wins. Bus wins immediately. Yeah, okay, I so think that Buster would destroy. Back then, I'll, I'll go from here. Okay. Who determines who's worthy of the verse? This whole thing. Uh, Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Bingo. Not not saying that you know. I, I don't know who elected them. To do it, uh, entrepreneurship, yeah, uh, initiative, yeah, they, initiative uh, elected. Yeah, they built the platform, so they get to decide. So there's right. Go. They built the platform. They did the integration with iTunes, and now they're the official thing. There you now go. every now everything you do is going to be a version of versus. Yeah, but I I think so far they've been doing a good job of it. I but agree. but the problem is is Sorry, I, I feel quick. like who, who did who did um who did Jadakiss battle again? Jada went against Cam? um fabulous. 
Fabulous, fabulous, which was stupid. That wasn't a good one either. I didn't like that. I mean, I liked the battle that it was fun, but yeah, yeah. I thought that they could have matched them up a little bit better. But I mean, it's two New York hip hops going. Um, it was coming cool. from the same era anyway, yeah, too, man. It was yeah, cool. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Mm. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, it just wasn't a big they weren't you got those that's like battle rap level of interest. But that's but that's where it's at. Those like if you know, you know because yeah, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it was still highly watched though. Let's so yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. No dis, no disrespect either because I jam and smash to a lot of fabulous songs. I'm not even mad, but um, I'm just saying like with the versus battles, it's difficult because it's diff- It's like sometimes it's a battle, right? And when it's a battle, you want there to have been some actual contention. Mm, I see what you're saying. And then yeah, some, and then sometimes, uh, sometimes it's not a battle. It's just a celebration. Uh, yeah, we just celebrate. We just like Patti LaBelle versus what was a Re- not was Gladys, a Re- Gladys. Gladys, Gladys, Gladys. Gladys. Yeah. No, Aretha's dead. I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, Patti LaBelle uh, with Gladys was like that's not a competition. Yeah, that's a blessing. It was, that's just a blessing on all of us. Beautiful, beautiful celebration. To just as enjoy. Well as Brandy and Monica. Yeah, but Buster. The only reason Buster's tripping is because Buster is still making music. And yep. Buster's one of these niggas who I respect because I'm an old dude that still make rap music. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm not saying nay, but I, I saw your last I saw your last video, sir. I ma- I made a video. I'm a fan. Thank you. Thank you. I'm oh, my, my bad. I just saw the music. I didn't know about the album. I just saw the music. Oh, yeah. Go out and check out my album, Clouds, and Yase Vincent. It's dope. Okay. Um, my us. favorite song. Is the summer song? What yeah, every I think that's the I think a lot of I think a lot niggas like su- the summer jam. Yeah, that's oh, my, that's my no joke. really talk. That's because it's joke. a it's kind of a Caribbean rhythm. It's kind of a Caribbean, and it's all about a, the the chick you lost. And yeah. Every dude relates to that. Every dude it's relates to that. Great song. Uh, a whole whole album is great, but that's that's. Me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but um, but yeah, man. Like I don't I don't like when I listen play my album for like the. 20 year old kids I work with, whatever, who all in the chat, like, I'm like, I'm a chitumin because I'm a, I don't expect them to like my music, man. I don't like be counting on them to understand where I'm coming from. So yeah. that's how I feel about verses. It's like, uh, if you if you from the native tongues era, like I am, I don't give a fuck about tip. Tip, not even my formative music. So, like, right. if I'm gonna put them, if, if I'm gonna do a verses, I want Buster versus, um, uh, the the real Q-tip. Interesting. Uh, they they were talking about Q-tip, but I think uh, that's Q-tip a dope. That's like, a celebration. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like Q-tip has a big catalog as a producer. Yes, he does. Yeah, that's a celebration right there. Like that's yeah. something I'm going to see, man. But Al, who uh, do you want to see? Uh, I told you for for me, if it's not Missy, which would be fun. It doesn't um, have to be with Buster. Who who do you want to see next? Oh, oh, in terms of verses in general? Yeah. Ooh, I had not thought about that. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing uh something like with Janet Jackson and somebody else. Um, mm. that'd be mm. sexy. Mm. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing crazy ass Kanye go up against Janet somebody. and Jennifer Lopez. Could we could, would, is that disrespectful? It would be is that totally disrespectful? disrespectful because Lopez do not have the catalog. Of Does the not, not like, but they get the same voice, but they got the same weak voice type shit. They're, they they're both entertainers. They're not, they're not singers. They're performers. They're not really yeah, singers. That's so what I'm I, guess, person, I can see that. The only person that could go up against Janet would be Beyonce. 
and that wouldn't really Damn. be a competition. Yeah, guy. that'd be the only. Damn, bro, that's that's no. See, you fucked me up. See, that's like that's the same problem with busting T. No, see, it'd be like. It, no, fuck you, fuck my head because up, because yeah, you can't name an artist, uh, especially a female artist, that, that just as uh, big as she is outside. You're right. Of- no, you're right. You're right. There's nobody yeah. bigger than Janet in her prime. That's it. There's like, nobody see, bigger than Janet in her I prime. I mean, Janet, yeah. Janet doesn't have the vocal range of Beyonce, but outside yeah, yeah. of that, they're equally yeah. matched. <laughs> Damn. That's a that's a rough one, man. Mm-hmm. But 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 Beyonce would never disrespect like that. Cause no, I don't think she would. No, I don't think she would. Because Janet is motherfucking Penny. You don't disrespect Penny. <laughs> Penny been through enough. Okay? Yeah, I was about to say she been through enough. Ben, right, ben, uh, who do you, who do you want to see? Uh, I want to see some of the young some of the young boys. I want to see uh, Kendrick versus uh, uh, Cole. Huh? Now okay. that'd be nice. That would be good. I, would definitely I think I think they're old enough. I think they're grown enough. You think their catalogs compare though? I'm, yeah, I think I think that they're right about the same level. They make different types of music, different types of hits. But I feel like both of them got three really solid albums. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, they come from that that era where Kendrick challenged all the motherfuckers, and they all. Yeah. So I think I think I mean they're in their thirties now. No, no, I, I think, think that that is an outstanding idea. I think, I think the only other one I could think of. It's probably never going to happen in life. Matter of fact, I can say it won't ever happen in life. It would be mm. Kanye and Drake. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. Mm. That's that a hard one, bro. Very, very that's a hard one. That would be a very uh. battle because uh. they both have extremely deep catalogs. Uh. Yep. Um, and Kanye's even deeper as a producer. But You know what's... That'd be great. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this, man. You know what's fucked up about Kanye and Drake? They may, they may be in categories of their own. They are. They might not. Like I don't can't think of any other producer. There's no one. There's no other Kanye. No. Like Maybe. Cole. Cole is tr- is a producer rapper who's like, who maybe in 10, 20 years. If he yeah, he's got world. some ways to go to be a producer the way Kanye is. A producer. Yeah, but like Kanye, like who the fuck? And you can't say Dr. Dre because Dr. Dre got. It's been rocking us since the eighties. Yeah, that so kind like, of—I don't think that'd be the same level either. You know so, what I mean? So yeah. like Kanye is by himself, and mm. then Drake is just the most—it's like the embodiment of light skin privilege. To the point where it's like, who else? Who could you even? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that the, the Kanye would be the only person that would. Give I can't Drake even think. Um, and Drake would be the only person that could give Kanye a run for his money. Only person. Of, yeah. He's talking hit on hits. You know. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. The only one. But I, I mean, personally, out. I don't even. I'm, I'm honestly, I don't even think Drake makes hits, y'all. I'm, I'm be dead ass with you. Oh man. no, he's not gonna. He's way. I don't think yeah. Drake's. I, I think if you listen to Drake's songs back to back with Kanye songs, it becomes very clear. How Drake songs take like 30, 40 minutes to put together, and how Drake and how Kanye be actually making songs. But the reason you let Drake get away with it is because Drake is Drake. I'm 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 done with you. We're gonna close out on that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom to take with yourself into the week. Algorithm, <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, you wanna go first? Or you want me to go, man? You go ahead, bro. All right, my word of wisdom is, whew, ask for what you're worth, okay? Uh, the biggest obstacle of black people is was most eloquently put in Lovecraft when he comes in and says, give it to me. Tick says, give me, give me the book or give me the whatever. And she says, you don't have enough white in you to carry off that entitlement. 
I want to let you know that 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 white people are no different than any other people. If you if you smell like you deserve it, if you act like you deserve it, if you don't get if you don't accept a reality in which you don't deserve it, you may not get it in that moment, but you will get it. And I, I don't I don't know who needs to hear this because it ain't for everybody. Some of y'all is broke and need to take the next job you get. This is not for you, okay? If you broke, you got a family, you got kids, If I don't care what the fucking job is, paying $7 an hour, $3 an hour from tips, you need to take that shit and that is what it is. But if, you, if you're in a different position and, and the, the pandemic is an opportunity, turn your LinkedIn on, pay the $30 a month to let people know you're looking. Yep. Pay, pay to get your resume updated if you don't know how to do it correctly. Be out there looking and maximizing because in periods of upheaval, turmoil, this is when fortunes get made. Yep. That's all. Whole, whole market full of opportunity. Right? Be about your business. Yeah, Apple, yeah, st- really. Apple stock still going up. iPhone 12 on the way. Get your stocks, y'all. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I just upgraded my phone. Uh, <laughs> Al, what's up, man? What you got? Speaking of Apple, no, I'm, I'm definitely not going to... Uh, probably go uh as as much uh, i'll keep it super simple kind of piggybacking on the things that we talked about earlier in terms of uh, voting and everything else um i'm gonna quote the young lady i don't know her name unfortunately who basically uh read the city council uh for filth and mm. went viral so oh, yeah quote her. i don't know mm. her name i don't i don't think anybody knows her name right now but she's she went hard yeah mm, Jesus but, I'm Christ. Gonna, but i'm going to quote her and say that you cannot allow certain people within this society to be your savior, savior and oppressor and your at oppressor, the same yeah. time. Right. So make sure word. that you are building, similar to what Gaze said, building towards your present as well as your future because just following what's out there just trying to go with the status quo, just being okay with getting by, just being okay with all my bills are paid, that's not going to help you when the rain really gets thick. Mm. And it will. It will. Just Mm. know that we're in a very special pocket of time right now. Patience will be tested. Spirituality will be tested. Physical will be tested. And the best way in which you can get through that is to have a survivor mentality, which means that no opportunity is too small. Amen. Amen. What's up for me this week, man? Um, I just, once again, we've, we talked about it briefly um, when we talked about the voting thing and when we talked about uh, TI, um, not putting too much stock in some of these black celebrities and holding them, deifying them as it comes to politics and what ultimately turns into policy. I just saw a tweet, a retweet actually. No, it was a tweet from uh, Little Wayne <clears throat> oh, saying God. that he sat down and met with Trump and how Trump has done so much for criminal justice reform and how his platinum plan is really gonna do wonders for the black community. Um, I think one of the things that we need to do in this whole during this whole election cycle and as it goes forward, when we think about politics and policy is getting past the half truths, 
because that's what politicians do. They tell you the half truths. They tell you some of these things, what you want to hear in the instance, and maybe fulfill 20 to 30 percent of it. But then there's another 70 percent that's sitting in the wayside that you never get a chance to see where it doesn't fulfill your, uh, you know, doesn't ultimately could tell to what you've what you've been fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to be careful who we put on these pedestals, man, because some of these folks, I wouldn't ask them to cook or make me a, a ham and cheese sandwich. And they're out here talking about policy and trying to affect policy. So thanks, that's thanks. what's up for me. Uh, All right. I cannot say thank you enough to having the both of you guys on the show tonight. Yeah, I am. Ex- I can't wait for folks to hear this, to be very honest with you, man. Like, that's how excited I am. Sure. Before we close everything out, I want to make sure these folks know where they can find you. Al, algorithm, please tell these good folks where they can find you if they'd like to find you, man. Well, first of all, my brother, thank you for having uh, me and my brother Yaze on. As he said earlier, we are from the We Come From Bad News podcast. We talk life, culture, and everything in between, told from a perspective of two brothers that have known each other uh, since children, uh, fighting through adulthood, family, and all that good stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you can find me on my Instagram, Algernon's October. You can check me out on my Twitter, Aldiddy1712, A-L-D-I-D-D-Y-1712. And of course, you can find me on We Come From Bad News Podcast with my brother Yaze Vincent. Check us out on all platforms, Spotify and all that good stuff. Come hang out with us. Go ahead, Yaze. No, 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 yeah, no, man. No. Everything my brother said. Everything Big my brother, brother said. Big brother the godfather of podcasting. Hey. My Where can people find you if they want to find you, man? You should, uh, first of all, you got to learn how to spell in Yaze, which is N-Y-A-Z-E. Not you. Not you, because I know you know how. <laughs> you got to learn how to spell my fake African name in Yaze. N-Y-A-Z-E. Um, and then you can find me everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes. I'm on SoundCloud. Come check me out. I'm a producer. I make music. In my real life, I'm an ad producer, but in my in my secret fantasies, I'm the biggest star in the world. So come check me out and validate me. Um, yeah, and I do. We come from bad news with my boy, and every once in a while, if Mel lets me, I I coerce her to do a week uh, uh, woke with kids podcast, <laughs> which we might do for the election. Okay, Just, we okay. might have to get that. I'll be, I'll be keeping my ears open for that. Oh, yeah. I'll be my ears right. open for that. Let's see. And I am big old Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. Remember, you could have been anywhere else in the world, anywhere else in the world, but you're here kicking it with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across all social media at In the Black. PBCST on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. Hey! Appreciate and we taking your podcast. Your friends ain't never coming back. It's us now. That's we This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all Bretches, what up? I read a black up, be Listen, in the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't raw, then go whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the
the precedence Resting in my excrement In the black podcast The truth like the testament Don't know Black up here bro Man a specialist So what the podcast broadcast Y'all mess with this Like said they my cheat Who no do it so effortless I listen them I learn When them listen them I benefit Report current event Everything that is prevalent This is so exquisite A scientific experiment Giving you the news Not views without evidence Telling you the truth Sentiments without embellishments Relax These are the facts Bringing them to your residence In your house Like your tenement Listen to hear intelligence Body filled with melanin Power that's so unsettling Bright in the stars Bringing some light Back to the desolate In the black podcast Like your land is all facts You don't like that The fuck back In the black podcast They fucked up Who looks at watch Black up here Chuck me down In the black podcast Like your land is all facts You don't like that The fuck back In the black podcast We all lost The one of them Can't none of them Look on Trump like that though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>